Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to The Middle with your hosts, Holly Azapati and Jordana Levine. In this week's episode, we're talking aesthetics. Yep, does the way you physically present yourself really impact your energy, your mood, and even your confidence levels? We recce something for TV time and something to bring you back into alignment. And Jord guesses the natal chart of one of our favorite leading ladies. We wrap up the app talking all things personality tests, from Enneagram to human design and everything in between. It's going to be a juicy app. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. There's a lot in that, Jord, but um, as, as we were discussing... It keeps coming up. People are wanting to hear more about these things. So we're definitely listening. Yeah. I mean, I guess the caveat on all of this is we are not experts in personality tests because (laughs) we are not uh, psychologists, Um, but we will give you our take on them and our experience of them and we'll tell you what we are. And I'll tell you what we are experts on, knowing everything. Melbourne's gone into serious lockdown. Yes, I know. Which is, I'm so sorry, Melbourne listeners. I, I really, really, really feel for you guys because I don't personally think I could handle another six weeks. No, well, I said to Jord last night when we were talking about this, um, then if that were to happen, I'd get Jordan down with us because there are so many people that, that are on their own through this and, and coming out the other end and the hope and the excitement you would feel only to have that ripped away again, it would almost feel worse the second time around. I think it would. I think it would be harder the second time around. I mean, listeners, tell us how you're feeling for sure. But it's yeah. funny, like I've still got, I've still got ISO habits and um, <laughs> I realised this week um, for people that don't know my setup at home, I live in this amazing uh, studio in Byron, but my studio is on the property of my landlord. So they live behind me in the house and they're my friends. And um, they've been doing a lot of reno work at the moment. And today and yesterday, it's been sort of in the driveway and in my front garden. And so they've been in and out a lot. And um, I reckon maybe four times yesterday and twice today, um, Robbie, who lives in the house behind me, brought me packages from couriers. And I was like, this is so humiliating, Robbie. I said, you must think that I have the biggest online shopping addiction (laughs) ever. (laughs) And he's so sweet. He's like, no, no, I didn't even think twice about it. I'm like, oh, come on. This is the third Zara box that's rocked up this week. (laughs) This is humiliating. (laughs) Is that one of your ISO habits, the continual online shopping? Yeah, it's like, George, you can actually go to a shop if you want. You don't have to order it online. (laughs) I love that. I wonder if he was thinking, he's probably thinking, oh, she gets sent a lot of things. Like she gets gifted lots of things. 
No, they're definitely not gifts. I mean, Zara is not um, discreet in their packaging. The box <laughs> says Zara on it, like in big letters. <laughs> Actually, you bought some beautiful pieces too. You sent me photos. Yeah, I, I have bought some good pieces. I bought a few uh, rogue pieces too, but they were also so cheap that even if I just wear them once or twice, it's not a huge loss, you know? Well, this lends itself to the discussion in today's app, which is all around your aesthetic. And when we say aesthetic in this case, we're talking about the way that you physically present yourself and how that brings a different energy, vibration and experience of literally your entire life. So, Jod, why don't you share with us a little bit about the aesthetic that you're working with at the moment? Well, it's so funny. I've always had a very consistent aesthetic ever since I was probably a teenager, Mm. And that's been very kind of casual, bohemian, little bit 70s vibe, very Byron Bay. Um, Mm. But it's funny, since I moved here, I think what I miss the most is like city dressing. (laughs) It's so interesting. Yeah, and I like really, I was talking to a friend of mine today who is from Sydney and um, she's living up here too. And I was like, I really miss like getting dressed to go somewhere where you're allowed to wear a jacket and like shoes and not look like you're overdressed. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, yeah." she's like, I totally get it. And like even putting on makeup and like doing my hair, I really like to do that stuff. Um, And I've, I've realized in the last few weeks, especially how, how much I miss it and how much it changes my energy when I'm able to embody that aesthetic. And I found myself, funnily enough, like I don't know whether it's got to do with writing this last book and knowing that, you know, from the end of the year, early next year, I'm going to be in like publicity mode. Mm. But I really kind of felt more of this like corporate's the wrong word because it's not corporate, but like business savvy kind of powerhousey author vibe yes more than just like ripped jeans boho jumper bare feet vibe yeah and has it been like a conscious thing for you or have you just found yourself naturally being drawn to those pieces of clothing yeah I've just found myself naturally being drawn to them um and it's it's Mm -hmm. only when I was showing them to you the other day that I was like oh there is a running theme here at the moment but it's Absolutely. also, I think the thing is, like, I also realize that I love clothes. I love clothes. And I know I said that I bought a few cheap items before, but what I've really been doing is investing in expensive items that I will yeah. wear again and again and again and again. And I, yeah. like, I, I just realize how much I love not just clothes themselves, but styling myself and styling others I style Holly all the time like me (laughs) um styling others and also sort of coming up with new ways to express myself through clothing and makeup and how I wear my hair and how I present to the world because I think that sometimes it can be seen as really superficial but I think as someone who's so in tune with their energy and I know you feel this too Holly I think it really kind of sets the stage for you to fully embody the energy that you're feeling on the inside? Oh, I'm just like preaching to you, like going, yes, 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 because that gives me goosebumps. It's an outward expression of when you feel you're most aligned. Well, it can be. It's not always, but 
I almost find that there's a storytelling element to when you put an outfit together and you're really feeling embodied within that outfit. And it's like the expression of your feelings that day or how you're wanting to feel. And really for me, Jordan, it's similar. Like the, the clothes that I wear when I make conscious effort with them change my entire mood. Like they change the way that I show up because when I'm feeling really embodied and, and a level of confidence comes through, that's when I carry myself differently. It's like, oh, I know people are looking at my outfit and how I've thrown this together and maybe making a judgment call about me, but that's the story that I've chosen to tell through what I'm I'm expressing and what I'm sharing right now. Yeah, I love it. And I think, you know, you can have the same expression through um, the colours that you wear. Yes. the the choice of color that you choose. I know for a really long time and I wasn't feeling great about myself, I'd wear black a lot and not because, you know, black was really dark and I was feeling gloomy, but because it was slimming and I felt like I didn't really have to think about it. And, you know, it was just something easy to throw on. But these days I wear like hot pink and what am I wearing now? Like lavender Baby blue. blue. Yeah. yeah. And like really noticing how different colours not only lift my move, mood but also like lift my complexion so that I actually yes. look brighter, you know? Yeah. Well, they shift your vibration as well because when you think about colour therapy and you think about the chakras, which all vibrate a different colour resonance, it's the same with the clothing that you wear. You wear. And, Jord, I was the same, especially in my corporate job. I, I really, 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 really hated corporate wear. So I owned, like, two dresses that were from Q and then everything else was, like, as as uncorporate corporate I could get, but it was all black. It was all black. And it wasn't until I started to step more into doing my own work and being able to express myself through clothing more that I had a look and went, what do I feel like when I'm in this versus in a brighter color or in like metallic shiny gold pants or whatever it is and noticing the energetic vibration shift that comes into play. It's just phenomenal. I think as women, especially a lot of us, we downplay and there is this belief of don't stand out because what will people think or don't, you know, don't wear the bright pink jumper because people will look at you. And it's like, well, well, can you lead into that fear of people looking at you if you feel good for it, you know? So, Hol, what do you think your current aesthetic is? What are you running with at the moment? What I'm running with at the moment is shaman chic. <laughs> <laughs> Because, guys, I don't know if you've heard, but I'm training to be a shaman. Um, no, I, I, it's interesting because I always say that I'm not the most fashionable person. I, I don't know how to throw an inverted commas fashionable, trendy or stylish outfit together. I don't understand brands and designer clothing or any of those sorts of things. But I do know what I like. <laughs> and what I like is I like accessories. And I always have. And it's interesting because only recently have I gone back to wearing lots of big chunky rings. It, it used to be my thing growing up, but I just stopped doing it for whatever reason. Um, and so, yeah, accessories, hats. I used to tell myself, oh, I can't wear hats. And now I'm wearing hats all the time. Um, and I guess I would describe it as a eclectic bohemian, not quite sure what she's doing, but feeling the vibes anyway. <laughs> Yeah, look, I mean, I think the biggest thing with clothing is as long as you feel good in it, then it doesn't really matter what it looks like because I've thrown on outfits before that look good, but I feel really uncomfortable and it's just a shit an experience as walking out of the house in an, in a ugly outfit, you know? 
Totally. And sometimes it is about comfort for me. Like there'll be times where I go to the the corner store um, in big oversized socks and slides and tracky pants that I've slept in, you know? So, and I'm okay to do that because it feels comfortable. Um, But for the most part, I guess when it comes to cultivating confidence in how you're showing up in the world and actually really, I guess in a way, it's it's embodying an act of self-love and really like, it's that piece where you said embodiment, isn't it? So owning self and expression of self, it's not when I'm in my trackies and my oversized socks with slides. It's when I've gone, I could wear that, but I'm going to put that little bit of extra effort in today because it makes me feel good about myself. Yeah. I guess it's the same with like um, a pop of color on your lips, like, you know, like Yes. Wearing bright lipsticks, which I know you haven't done that lately, but you used to do that a lot. I used to do it all the time. And my sister gets really creative with uh, colors on her eyelids, like different eyeshadow. And I would never, I've never understood it. Like she'll wear bright orange or green or like wild. And then she did it for me one day just to see. And I was like, oh my God, I feel so great. Like I feel this is like a great expression of self, you know? Well, this is what I love so much about Trini Woodall. You know, I recorded her a few weeks ago. I don't know if any of you checked out her Instagram, but she just celebrates the aesthetic in so many different facets. So makeup, wardrobe, whatever, And shows you different ways to feel good about yourself, you know, whether it's dressing for your body type, whether it's choosing the right colors for your, you know, color fit, you know, working out what kind of makeup trends work for you. And I just think that we as women get so scared sometimes of being put in that superficial box that we don't allow ourselves to explore it. Yes, you're allowed to feel beautiful. You're allowed to feel attractive. You're allowed to feel yourself, basically. Uh, But sometimes we need a helping hand. And I know for me, Jord, you've been one of those people in my life that's really encouraged me to actually put some effort into how I dress and how I do my hair and how I look after my skin. Like you really have been a champion for that. And so I would say to any of the listeners who are kind of in the same boat as me of like, I don't really know how to do the girly things and to like have the clothes and do the things. Ask your friends that, you know, take the effort to put the effort in because they're not just doing it from a super, that's a story. It's not superficial. It's actually a skill set and it's a skill set that I am starting to learn from you. So I like, I'm thanking you for that basically. Oh my God, you're so welcome. You can include me in your gratitude list later today. My record for the week is Jordana Levine is your friend. <laughs> but, but it's you know, true. Oh, yeah. And I mean, if you have no stylish friends, I mean, I'm sure you have one, but if you don't, there's stylists are a thing and they're not that expensive. There's no. um, a few people, they'll do virtual styling with you like over the computer, um, but you can see them in the flesh as well. I know a lot of the shopping centers have stylists as well that you like book for an hour but it could be worth like if you're not sure what suits you like what your color palette is or what suits your body type and you know Holly and I we have body types that clothes are not made for no Um, we've got very little waists and nice booties and um, I've got very short legs which and a long torso so it's like it can be really hard to find clothes unless you know what you're looking for and I've shopped around enough to know what kind of things suit me and what kind of things don't suit me and Mm. I think sometimes you just need someone else to tell you that 
like not yeah. to throw it, you under the bus hole, but Hole tried on this dress the other day and sent me a yes. photo of it. And it was a beautiful dress, but it just was not flattering on you at all. Well, that's what I was going to say is like in the past, I would just, I, I'm not someone that spends, you had George, George's born witness to that. Like if it's like, okay, we need to buy you jeans. I'll go into the shop. I'll try on two pairs. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> Very low tolerance. I don't online shop. I just, I'm over it so quickly. So when I went into um, the store on the weekend by myself, George was like, send me photos. And I, in my head, I was like, oh, it's just such an effort, but I'm so glad I did because I was going to buy this dress and George was so honest. She was like, oh, that does absolutely nothing for your shape. And George, I only looked at the photo today because it's still in my phone. And I was like, what was I thinking? I was actually going to buy it. Yeah. Do you know why it didn't work? Sorry to everyone who doesn't know what the dress looks like. But first of all, it was billowy and it's very hard for girls with curves to wear billowy stuff. You're better off wearing tighter stuff. But it was billowy and it was panelled. And because those panels were split, it like, it cut you off from your knee to like mid thigh, which made mid thigh look wider. I don't even think like that. And I don't even look at things like that. So that's why you you didn't need a personal stylist or you need a friend like Jordy. You can just (laughs) send a quick, you know what? Trent is also good with this. If he was with me. He would have been like, absolutely not. Um, so definitely asking for help. And this is why, this is why with shows like Queer Eye, they they take a big part of it is the aesthetic and you see the confidence in the person change and it's the energetic vibration shift. It's This is permission for all of you listening to celebrate your physical in ways of physical expression through the clothes you wear, the jewellery you wear, the way you style your hair. Like it's all so, it's actually really important. Do you look at other people, whether they're celebrities or friends or just strangers in the street and be like, I like her aesthetic? Yeah, I do. And sometimes it's an appreciation for an aesthetic that I would never take on myself, but you can appreciate it in another person to go, that that is style and that's really well put together and I can just re- appreciate that. Whether I would actually wear it or not isn't even the thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Are you the same? Yeah, I really, really admire someone with a strong sense of style because I feel like it's a really strong level of self-awareness that they have for themselves. Yes. You know, like when it's not just a cool outfit they've put together, but when like every outfit is a reflection of them. I just I just love that. It's actually so interesting. I'm reflecting on a weekend, an experience last weekend um, where I was hanging out with my friend Katie, who is very athletic, like very, like mm. she was an athlete, right? So very much wears fit, fitness attire, like brands. And we were going out and she was in her ath- like athletic wear. And I was like, I'm going to wear Fitzbo too. And so I put on my tights. <laughs> I put on my tights and I tried to mirror her aesthetic. And I was like, I can't do, like I got so stressed. I couldn't do it because I was actually, I wasn't being authentically me in that moment mm. through aesthetic. I was trying to mirror her, which were polar opposites. And so as soon as I gave up on that and put on my oversized cardi and actually just like settled into my aesthetic, I felt myself again. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's so interesting, isn't it? It's funny. Mm. I see people a lot when they come up to Byron, like people on holiday mm. um, will dress very Byron when they're here but I really like that because I like that the energy here makes them feel like they want to be a certain way when they're up here 
you know? Yes, absolutely. It's a comfortable energy. Um, whereas vice versa, I rarely wear shoes. That's just a fun fact about me, like rarely. And I was literally just filling my car up with petrol before and the woman who was in the car next to me, I just didn't have shoes on. She was like, oh, aren't your feet cold? And it's such a Sydney thing, such a Sydney thing. Always in the health food shop when I walk in barefoot, she's like, oh, aren't your feet cold? I'm like, no, actually, like, no, but it's such a confronting thing for people. Whereas up in Byron, you walk around barefoot, no one looks twice. That's so true. Although I think I'd be wearing shoes at the petrol station hall. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, I'm, I've got a problem. I own like three pairs of shoes. There's like petrol on the ground. It's fine. It just doesn't go with my aesthetic. Okay, talk to me about a time where you've tried an aesthetic on for size that just was not vibing. Oh, um, I mean, I suit everything. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was very holly of you. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was just, I was channeling your aesthetic. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Look, I used to go hard and deep with the, with the boho vibes, but like long before it was trendy. Yes. Long, long, long before it was trendy. And then when it came in, I was like... Oh, Jesus, I'm going to have to change. Mm. Um, I don't really know. I guess when I was uh, – no, I, don't, I couldn't tell you, Hull. Sorry. That was a bit no, of a that's all right. No, that's fine. I feel I've had multiple times because I've been oh. so confused okay, with so can you, can you share some of them? Yeah, so any any dress from Q that I used to wear in my corporate days. So I remember this dress from Q and it was just like a high neck and – Panelled sleeves, like singlety kind of sleeves. And then <laughs> it's not a singlet. This is, this is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> then, then it kind of just went out A-line to just below the knee. And the reason that I bought it was it kind of had like a little bit of a floral pattern on it. But you imagine my body shape in high neck, arms out, below the knee dress, didn't even go in at the waist, Jord. Ah. And, and because I didn't like wearing shoes, like heels, I just wore it with like black flats and it was like this cream pastel-y dress. I, like my corporate days, oh, we had some pearlers there because I tried to bring the boho in. So I'd be wearing like my corporate chic Zara top with this big panelled necklace with bling all over it. I'll try and dig up some old photos. It was it was a bad time for everyone. I would love that. <laughs> That's what I loved most about working in publishing, like my early publishing days, not when I was in the kitchen, but like when I was still behind the desk. I would wear heels, like really nice platform heels and really lovely dresses and coats and blazers and... I just love sharp dressing. I think because it makes you feel more than what you are, <laughs> maybe. Right. It's like a value. It's a worthiness piece. Yeah. It's mm. funny. Like I realized we were talking, we were on um, the middle membership coaching call last night and one of our members, Catherine, has in her office a treadmill and I was like, I have always wanted a treadmill in my office. Like one of those CEOs that are way too busy to go to the gym is my dream. And after I said that, I was like, wow, I really, there are so many things I really do miss about corporate. Really? Yeah. Well, it caters to your, your Virgo energy a yeah, lot. Yeah. Yeah. And my like, um, investigator kind of vibe yes. as well. And everything having deadlines and times and structure. Yeah. I mean, there's so much I don't miss about it, but I, but there's certain things that I do. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I literally said to Trent on the weekend, there is not one thing I miss <laughs> about corporate life. Not one. Not even a little thing where I'm like, oh, that. Nah, nothing. Do you sometimes I, maybe miss like um, team, like teamwork sort of stuff? <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I don't no. miss. I don't miss teamwork, but I miss like chatting in the kitchen and <laughs> that sort of stuff. Oh, see, we didn't even really have good kitchen chat. Oh. It was just, it was a really heavy time for holes, guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, not one thing, especially not corporate dress. And we didn't even have to dress that corporate, but by my standard, it was a very confusing aesthetic time. <laughs> it was aesthetically confusing. <laughs> it was. Just, I was so aesthetically confused. I also used to colour my hair bright red, like, like, we yeah. have to find photos of this. I'm going to put photos in the middle group and I actually have, I know the exact photo I'm going to put of corporate holes and I have a blazer on and I have my bling necklace and I have my red hair. I actually can't wait to see it. <laughs> now, Holl, I'm not going to um, sing your Reco theme song because I'm just not sure if it was a hit, but um, I would like to know <laughs> what your Reco is this week. <laughs> Definitely not taking offence to that. That is so fine. Uh, I'm actually recoing at something to do to bring you back into alignment that involves your friends. So it's something that I literally just did today and it sounds like the smallest little thing but it really shifted my mood. So especially if you're middle members, you'll know that I've been in this space of not feeling fully aligned and a couple of my girlfriends felt the same. So one of them suggested we have a pamper day. And when she said that at first, I was like, oh, that sounds a little bit indulgent. And then I caught myself in the story and I was like, okay, no, let's put this day aside. So we put the day aside. I said, guys, I can't make decisions, so can you organize everything? And I'll just show up and give the money. And so what we did was, it was so simple, Jord. She booked us an Oceanside lunch at a place we've all never been before. There were four of us. And then after we had lunch, we went down and did a little walk together. And then she'd also organized a pamper session in a beauty parlor where we actually got the whole upper level of this salon in Clovelly and we got treatment. So I got my nails done, a couple of girls got petties as well and there were facials and it was just, it was all paid for in advance, taken care of. All we had to do was show up and be in the moment together and then obviously have beautiful conversation as well. And there was something just about it having been totally organized and being able to just show up and have, have kept the day free, which really brought me back into the present moment. So my reco for this week is a little rogue, but the reco is pamper day for yourself with your friends. Either you're the action taker where you'll go and book it all and just tell your friends to keep the day free, or you're like me and you outsource to one of your friends to do the planning and then you just show up. <laughs> It's so funny. I haven't told you. So another middle member, Danae, had written something in the Facebook group the other day and she was like, uh, oh, it was after our coaching call and she was like, I love that yoga nidra. Maybe you could run those classes every week. Oh, don't worry. I'll manifest it. I'm going to make you do it. Or like, I'm going to do it so that I'm going to manifest that you make it happen. And I was like, Danae, that sounds very much like something Holly would do. (laughs) Delegate her manifestation. She's been working for me for way too long because this is what we do, guys. When you can outsource, you outsource. Um, so that's my record for the week. Outsource everything in your life. No. Pamper days with your friends. If you've been feeling a little whack, it just really brings you back into alignment. And it can be really, really simple. It was a beautiful day. Awesome. 
Yeah, what about you, Joy? Well, I've got another TV show record this week. I did warn you guys that there'd be a few of these because it's all I did for about a month, but I Mm. am coming out on the other side. I'm going out of the house now. Um, But it's on Apple Plus, and I know it's just another streaming bloody service, and if you're not a member, there is a seven-day free trial. Um, It's called Defending Jacob, and it stars Chris Evans. Mm. And oh, I can't remember her name, but she's from Downton Abbey. She plays the um, the daughter in Downton Abbey. It's so good. It basically, it's a it's like an eight episode series or something, mm-hmm. and it um, is about this district attorney whose son is suspected of murder of one of his classmates. Ooh. And he's on the case at the beginning before they suspect his son. And then once his son becomes a suspect, he's taken off the case. And it is just brilliant from first episode to last episode. I'm so excited to watch this. You always give the best crime recos. You really do. Yeah, it's so good. And I I love Chris Evans so much. And he does not disappoint in this movie. Really? I mean, this show, yeah. He plays a dad too. That's a bit dilfy. Oh, he's so dilfy. Oh! <laughs> hey, is there anything better than a dilf? John, I'm really excited about this week's natal chart. I'm, like, unsure how you're going to go. That's the only clue I'm giving. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, I'm still going to is- do it. I'm still going to do it intuitively. Okay, so guess that celebrity natal chart, Rachel McAdams. Okay. Um... Okay, I've learned a lot about myself in the last few weeks. Um, this is relevant to Rachel McAdams, and I'll tell you why. Okay. As I was casting for this new dating podcast that I'm doing, and mm. you know this, Holly, mm. I kept choosing women who had very similar charts to mine yes. or at the very least were quite air dominant. Mm. And I've always felt this real sort of like, affiliation with Rachel McAdams like we could be really good friends so Mm. for that reason she has to have an air placement she does have an air placement okay and I'm just gonna like rogue it and say it's Gemini it is yes okay um does she just have one just one all right hmm I would like to eliminate completely fire. Eliminated. I'm a bit thrown from what you said before now because I'm like. I'm so sorry. If I'm using my logic, that's not going to work. Okay, I won't use my logic. Um, okay, intuitively, I'm going to do some elimination. Is that all right if we work from that way? Okay, mm-hmm. I want to eliminate Capricorn. Good, gone. And I think I also want to eliminate Virgo, although she's quite funny. No, I think I want to eliminate Virgo. Gone. Okay. I'll also eliminate cancer. Mm-hmm. Gone. 
So is she... Um... Hang on, where is that Gemini? Is her is her rising Gemini? No. Okay. Her moon. Correct. Okay, so her moon's Gemini. Uh, she's not fire. Oh fuck, I don't know actually. I've got myself into a pickle here. I don't know what her expression would be. Taurus? Nope. So she's not she's got no earth. She's double water air. Correct. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> well, she can't There's no cancer, so it's Pisces or Scorpio. Well it must be Scorpio. Scorpio a placement? Yep. And it's her son is Scorpio. Yep. And so her rising is either Pisces or Scorpio. Double double Scorpio? Yeah. What? Double Scorpio with a Gemini moon. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that is horrific. I know. <laughs> you, were, you were so drawn to water signs, Jord. It's so funny because I've dated a Scorpio with a Gemini moon and it was horrific. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Well, look, her Mercury is, do you want to have a guess? Yeah. Um, is her Mercury Libra? No. Ah, oh, is it an air? Nah. Is it fire? Yeah. Oh, hang on. I can work this out. So what is she? She's Scorpio. Yeah, and her Mercury and her Mars are in the same placement. Sag. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good job. Wow. And then her Venus is also in Scorpio. I know, and why is she so lovable? (laughs) Why is she so lovable? I don't know. It's her Gemini. We we don't really know, Rachel McAdams. That's the thing. We think we know her, but we don't. Clearly. I feel deceived. I I thought we'd be best friends with her, Holly, but I don't know if that's possible. (laughs) I don't think we'd get along at all. (laughs) (laughs) We still love you, Rach. Can we call you that? How did poor little Will Ferrell, like, hang out with her? He was just so soft. No, I mean Scorpio's well, then are I was soft. Like, okay, now we need to look at um Ryan Gosling. He's also a Scorpio, I think. Oh, that's right, we did his. Yeah, I think actually, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure he's a water sign. No, I think you are right. I'm pretty sure we've done him before. I wish they stayed together. Oh, me too. Just do you ever go through phases of YouTube watching their kissing scenes, like when they won Best Kiss at Nickelodeon's Kids Choice Awards? No. Oh, my God. They run up and they reenact it. I mean, I've seen it, but I don't sit on YouTube and watch all their kids. It's like I don't don't sit on YouTube and do many things. But I definitely, from time to time, feel called to watch Rach and Ryan together. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love The Notebook so much. Me too, but I I just have to be in the right headspace to be able to pull myself out of that situation for a few days. I one of my best ex-best friends, not because we're not best friends, but I don't talk to him anymore. Um, We used to live next door to each other when I lived in Sydney and he was in the SAS. So he had a very, very scary job. He'd go away and to war a lot and come back. 
Um, but he was a cancer, and I would not be surprised if he was a triple cancer because he was very oh. soft. And oh. whenever, in a good way, um, and then whenever he needed to have a cry, which was quite often, he was also a little bit of a party animal, so a lot of the time he was coming down, mm. he would just put the notebook on and watch the notebook so he could have a cry. But it was like every weekend there'd be oh a notebook watching party at his house. I love it so much. He just needs to bring on the feels. I'm sure that there are listeners who do the same. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, I know that if I needed to have a cry, I could do that. But rather I run for the hills and just avoid it at all costs. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I do love watching something that gives me a good cry. What do you reckon? It doesn't have to be one, maybe a couple of movies where you've cried the hardest in. Yeah, P.S. I Love You. Uh, yes. It gets me every fucking time. Yeah. And I'm always like, this time I won't cry because I know everything, but I just, it rips me to shreds. Yeah, I, I feel that. I, I actually have avoided that movie because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Star is Born is one for me where I left that cinema. I, I couldn't, I couldn't communicate oh i love that movie so much i know oh Bradley. um and notebook yeah i do cry in the notebook a lot and titanic is my other one. Oh yeah i haven't oh, it in ages i just can't do it it's it's look and it's also a long slog the titanic and it's not leading up to any good feels so you've got to be really in it astrology a lot on this podcast which is funny because neither of us are astrologists but um we honestly like we've spoken about it a lot holly and it is the best way to not only like describe yourself but see yourself and feel seen right especially yes. when you can look at your entire entire natal chart but we've had quite a few people ask us about all the other ways that you can start to see into your personality, whether it's some of the psychological personality tests or human design. Um, there's a few other crazy ones that Holly's going to take us through. <laughs> so um, we thought we might, we're not going to go into any mass detail with them because we're not experts on any of them. Um, no. But there's some that I think are foolproof and there's some that I just don't really gel with. So, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Do you want to kick things off, John? What we thought we'd do is we'd start off with human design. Now, human design is such an intricate thing. Mm. And, I mean, Holly and I have barely touched the surface. It's why we've avoided talking about it on the podcast before. Mm. Um, I really, really, really highly recommend if you want to know more about your human design, go to Jovian Archive. You can type all your details in. It'll give you your chart. But then I recommend getting it read professionally. Because yeah. you just can't get enough from what's online. It's very confusing and you need someone to explain it to you. Absolutely. If you see your chart, it's actually not going to tell you much at all. Like no. you, it needs to be deciphered by a professional. Yeah. So basically, if you had to break it down, human design is a manual that explains how each of us is uniquely designed to thrive, specifically mm. around how we're designed to make decisions, communicate, what teams we work best in, where our natural strengths are, how we can best overcome our distractions. And yeah. they base it on, very much like your natal chart, they base it on your exact time, date, and place of birth. Mm. Um, the founder of Human Design was a guy called Ra Uru Hu. And he actually, and this is what turns people off, but I, I, I urge you to stay tuned in, because he actually manifested the system after a mystical encounter with a voice who gave him the ideas. 
It's the truth. And this only happened, what, in the 70s? 80s. 80s. It's very new. Yeah. And human design combines a lot of different things. So it does work on your natal chart, also Kabbalah, I Ching, the chakra system, quantum physics, genetics, biochemistry, all in one sort of master system. So there's a lot of different things going on. Um, But Holly and I have found that we have felt the most seen when we've been able to dive into each of our charts. Um, And we actually have pretty much the same chart, which will not surprise anybody. Um, The way that they split a human design chart up is into your type, your signature, not self theme, strategy, inner authority, incarnation cross and profile. So already you guys can see that it's very complicated. Mm-hmm. But just to break it down a little bit further, this is what it all means. So your type is how you harmonize with the world around you and align with your true nature. Your strategy is how you're designed to engage with life. Um, your signature is a sign of being on track and your not-self-theme is your sense of being off track. So you can already see how energetically it can make you feel really seen because it's like what makes me feel in alignment? What makes me feel out of alignment? What? How do I engage with life? Um, and how do I align with my true nature? It's pretty, it's pretty incredible. Um, your inner authority is how you make decisions. And your profile is how you're designed to manifest your purpose. Mm. Um, And then the incarnation cross, which I know very little about, is basically what ultimately defines your purpose on earth. (laughs) Fuck, I don't even know what mine is off the top of my head. You just have to pull your chart up. Yeah, right. So the five types are manifestors, generators, projectors, reflectors, and manifesting generators. And we're not going to go into them now, but what we thought we might do, because I know so many of you are so interested in the human design, is every week for the next five weeks, we might break down one type each week. For you. Yeah. I, I'm excited by that, Jordan, because we do know a bit because this has been, what, the last maybe 12 to 18 months of us diving deep into human design and unraveling. So it's what we do. We like to take it on, absorb, learn and teach ourselves, which is very much innately with our both both our human design charts, and then share from that place. So we feel ready to be able to do that with you all now. But honestly, human design has been the biggest game changer for me personally, and I know for George, when it comes to feeling seen, alongside just as much as the natal charts, for sure. Yes, I I have to say um, it, it explains so much and I think, well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like both of our natal charts are very heavily reflective of us, mm. but I do feel like the human design stuff really changed the way I show up for work and yeah. the way I approach my own energy. Me too. I, it's cha- it changed, especially the way that I run my business and manage my business and launch things in the world and even the way that I speak. Yeah, it's it really is a game changer, guys. Get excited. Yeah, get excited. Um, And also, if you want to have your chart read, um, I recommend uh, Emmy Ray, who runs The Daily Rest. So you can find her on Instagram. Beautiful. Thanks, George. Holly, what's next? One of the tests that I had to undertake, I did a lot of psychometric testing in my corporate career, right? And when I say psychometric testing, they're basically psychological tests and measurements to see what roles you're best suited to and how you work in a team and what your management style is and those sorts of things. And 
I did a number of them and I always remember feeling so seen because at the end they'd be like, wow, you're really good at everything, but also you worry a lot. And I'm like, how do you know through these tests? But there was one that really stood out and it's called the D-O-P-E or DOPE test. Please bear with me. (laughs) It's an acronym, I swear. (laughs) And basically the letters represent a bird each. So there's the dove, the owl, the peacock, and the eagle. So, uh, uh, okay. Oh, oh, what do you want to say? I reckon I'm an owl. I reckon you are so an owl. You are so an owl. You don't even know what I'm about to say. No, no. So, you can do this one online for free as well. And I'll explain a little bit about each of the traits. But this is mainly in the context of how you show up in work, but also in life. So, and you can be more than one. And it really, um, it's important to look at the order of them as well. So, your dove, let's start with the dove, is they're the quiet one. They're the one that's in the background, right? They're very almost like Cancerian energy. They're very gentle and sensitive. And there's a story when you learn the dope test where if it's raining in the street and there's only one umbrella and the peacock, which we'll talk about, is holding the umbrella. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Can you tell that? I'm the peacock. Um, The peacock's holding the umbrella and the dove is like standing to the side getting wet and the peacock's head's going, why is the dove not just getting under the umbrella? And the dove's going, why isn't the peacock asking me under the umbrella? So that's the difference in personality traits. The dove is very much just a sensitive soul, very quiet, studious, but just does things in their own time. The owl is the, they are the um, CEOs right? The owl is like, (laughs) on the treadmill. (laughs) they're literally on the treadmill. They're the chief financial officers. They are the ones that literally have their spectacles on and they're like, "Mm, but how are we going to do that? Like measurement and the the wise owl, I mean, numbers and figures and evidence and proof and all of these sorts of things, very much owl driven. Uh, The peacock, uh, they're, they're your marketing and PR, right? They're the shows, they're the performers. They come in with their bright pink fluoro jumper on and They're the communicators. And I guess you can see also why a a high-functioning team needs all of these, right? We need need the hard workers in the background that are just quiet and getting it done. We need the person that's like, okay, stay on track here. Like, here are the measurements. You need the marketing and and the um, performance elements. And then the E is for eagle leadership, right? The eagle is the overseer of it all. So he makes sure, like, he's the director, right? He makes sure that it's all getting done. And he sees bigger picture, whereas Alan... Uh, so Al and Dove have a tendency toward one another and Eagle and Peacock have a tendency toward one another. I think I'm going to change my bird. I actually think I'm more of an Eagle than an Owl. Well, you can be more than one. So oh. definitely go and do the test and come back and show what you have. I haven't done the test since my corporate days. So I'm wondering if from memory I went Eagle, uh, no, I went Peacock, Eagle, Dove, Owl. Um, but I think maybe in running my business, that's changed. So that would be a really interesting one for you all to have a crack at. Yeah. So what's next, Joy? The next one I thought we could talk about because I actually find it also something that really encapsulates, I, want, I don't want to say personality, and it is a personality test, but it, I'm talking about the Myers-Briggs um, type indicator yes. test. I I feel like Myers-Briggs, much like your bird thing your dope test it's very good for sort of like workplace and uh maybe like uh, social community interactions but in yes. terms of like who you are intrinsically as a person I don't know because I also think that with these question type answer things sometimes we don't realize that we're actually answering what we think we should answer 
or what yes. we think is the right thing yes. to say in the moment, you know? Even yes. if you don't think you are, I think subconsciously there is that is quite a big factor in it. And that's why I don't rely as heavily on it as I would say natal chart or human design. I agree with you because it's not it's not in your energy just by virtue of the fact that you were born on that date under that star. It's like dependent on your mood, dependent on the day that you filled out the questionnaire. It's so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I do, I've done Myers-Briggs a few times. Um, back in my corporate days, I was definitely an INFJ um, and I mainly come up as INFJ, but every now and then I've come up as an INFP. And look, I'm not going to go through all of them because there's 16 personality tests, <laughs> but basically, sorry, personality types, but basically um, eight of them are split into introversion. And eight mm. of them are split into extroversion. And then there's like whether you're intuitive, whether you're um, you place judgment as a virtue, whether you are oh God, I don't even know them all. There's but there's so like many. lots of different um, combinations, basically. But mm-hmm. I do, I do think that Myers Briggs is a really good way to see how you do. Like show up for work, show up in social situations, show up in group uh, activities. Mm. It, it changes over time as well. So I haven't done Myers-Briggs since probably corporate days. So, I mean, part of me just can't be bothered because it's such a long process, <laughs> but it'd be interesting to see if it has changed. I actually had one of the women who um, is part of this new dating podcast I'm doing. She grew up as an ENFJ and quite recently she's actually become an INFJ. I think that that was me. I'm pretty sure I started as ENFJ in high school. They got us to do it in high school, but I'm definitely not that anymore. Mm. Well, who knows? It's so. It's just so interesting. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, the next one I have, George, this is in the context of how we relate to people. So particularly romantic relationships. No, I'm not talking love languages. We've done an ep on that, and that is a very valuable tool to use. So if you haven't and you're not familiar, please go back and listen to that ep. But this is kind of in the same elk uh, of romantic relationships and how you show up. It's called the attachment theory. Ooh, Have you I, done yours, George? I had, I've done it so long ago. Tell me what the options are because I can't remember which one I was. They are secure, avoidant, mm. anxious, and disorganized. Oh. Mm. I don't remember, but I think whenever I would have done it, I wouldn't be what I am now. Well, it de- exactly, because it's very, very determined determined by the relationship you're currently in or not in. So it's very much in the moment how you are. So for me, when I did this, I only, I only found out about this test recently. Um, and the biggest one for me was secure. But, I mean, that's a given. I'm in a very, very solid, secure relationship. But I was more interested in the next one that came up because it's like, yeah, but what's underlying when I don't feel secure? Um, and for me, it was avoidant. And avoidant is very much like the free spirit, independent. I feel like that would be you, Jord, as well. It's like, I don't need anyone. Like, I'm totally fun on my own, like avoiding connection. Mm. Whereas the anxious type is very um, opposite of avoidant. They're like, I need you around all the time. I need like, like, I need you to validate me. Um, I need to, you know, it's almost like the anxious attachment piece. Um and then the disorganized one is is the kind of, I guess, the heaviest attachment type. And this is where the personality types can bring up some shadow work and some wounding. And the disorganized at, um, attachment theory is all around, 
you know, traumas that are unraveling and the way that you act them out in relationship. So is there only like one good option? Yeah, secure. (laughs) Fuck, we're all screwed. Well, fuck. Uh, okay so uh, another thing that you guys were asking us a lot about and to be honest with you holly and i hadn't really done much work with it at all was the um enneagram i think that's how you say it i mean we've both said no it idea. differently enneagram. i literally did the test today <laughs> um i came back with three of the same rating so i actually don't know which one i am um but holly what did you get so my number one and it makes sense is achiever that was 98 oh, so you were number three the achiever Number three, the achiever. And then 92% was the giver. Okay. <laughs> what are yours? What are yours? <laughs> oh, my God, are you the skeptic? <laughs> no, I'm not a skeptic at all. Um, I'm the reformer. So it's the rational, idealistic type, principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and professionistic. Uh, yeah. Um, I was also the loyalist the committed security oriented type engaging mm. responsible anxious and suspicious <laughs> which is you you're like miss suspicious of everybody um and then my third I'm one so of equal measure was the peacemaker which i don't think i am at all the easygoing self-effacing type receptive reassuring agreeable and complacent i'm not agreeable i don't think i'm no, complacent either you're accepting and you're reassuring though yeah that's true. I would have thought I'd get peacekeeper. I definitely didn't get that. My both of mine, achiever and giver, are wanting people to like you and will do anything to be liked. <laughs> Heavy. Oh, well, let me read the description I've got here, Hole. Okay. Um, the achiever, the success-oriented, pragmatic type, adaptive, excelling, driven, and image-conscious. Yeah, totally. And what was your other one? Giver. I don't have the giver. What really? number was it? Two? Four. Four. No, two. Two. The helper. Sorry. I've got the, the helper. helper. Yes. The caring interpersonal type. Demonstrative, generous, people-pleasing and possessive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I feel so shit. <laughs> it's funny because one of them, oh, I'll tell you what they all are, listeners, because you might want to know. So there's nine types. There's the reformer, the helper, the achiever, the individualist, the investigator, the loyalist, the enthusiast, the challenger, and the peacemaker. Um, I thought I was going to be the investigator. I'm I'm definitely the investigator, but I wasn't. No. Well, my third one was the individualist, and I'm like, really? Weird. Sensitive, withdrawn type, expressive, dramatic. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Self-absorbed. And <laughs> temperamental. I think you're definitely the individualist. Wow, that I was. That is definitely me. Oh wow. Okay, guys, this is a live action fucking <laughs> example of feeling seen by the enneagram. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, I'm just not sure what context they're using. So maybe listeners, because all of you were asking about them, can you kind of maybe tell us a little bit more about them? Can That'd you school us on this? Because we have no idea. Holly, have you got any more tests? that you want to talk about they're the main ones George okay cool so what we're going to do going forward guys like I said before is we're going to talk about a human design type every week and I think next week we'll start with the most common type which is generator Mm, we're not that no but I'd say (laughs) the majority of listeners are Holly and it's not all about you (laughs) I just wanted the listeners to have the heads up that we're not that but we know about it because we know everything (laughs) 
Because we're projectors. Also, maybe it would be helpful to know that we've act- we're actually recording this on a Wednesday night, which is very not like us because we usually record on a Friday morning. When Holly, we're and I, Holly and I are not very great after midday, so this is a real struggle. This has been rogue. We've had to retake a number of things. Yeah, so I hope you've enjoyed this episode. <laughs> you've been listening to The Middle with your hosts, Holly Party and Jordana Levine. Join us in our Facebook group. Just search The Middle Podcast or follow us on Instagram at the underscore middle underscore podcast. You could always become a middle member if you like. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes of this episode or, you know, figure it out on your own <laughs> some other way. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week. <laughs>